to free beers and a movie. Nice. Hello and welcome to episode 114 of Free Beers and Movie. I'm Richard Laird and I'm with... Gordon McKay. Okay. Colin, where are we tonight? In the Raven, in the corner. In the Raven, we're tucked away. So we're cozy a wee... Busy Raven? Um, yeah, um, yeah. Busy than normal. But, yeah, quite busy. It's quiet, wasn't it? People going to the football, maybe? There's a football on tonight. Football on tonight. Oh, football apparently, um, one of the guys I'm up to saying, I'm, I'm going to sell you ever such a good name. Or maybe not, but um, yeah. is it a Polish team I'm playing? Yes. Apparently there's a bunch of poles just running about kind of the Merchant City part of Glasgow attacking people randomly. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, so, poles, don't, don't do that. Don't yeah, be yeah, be safe out there, people, but, you yeah. know, Poland, come on. Yeah, don't disgrace yourself like that. Just fucking don't do it, Poland. But segueing into it, speaking of football. Oh, <laughs> right, yeah, so... Richard, I'll, I'll let you do this one because you, you're like a fucking child in a candy shop with us. I'm excited for this. Um, <laughs> about a year ago, I was browsing um, Wikipedia, as I am wont to do on an evening, to find as random a shit as I possibly can. <laughs> While randomly browsing um, Wikipedia, I discovered that there's a football team that shares my name. Part of your name. Part of your name. You're not a camel, sir. I'm not a camel. <laughs> They're called the Camel Lairds, and they hail from Birkenhead, Birkenhead and yep. Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Um, because of this, I became, as I do become things like this, I became rather obsessed by a team named after myself. Um, and as of yesterday, I think it was, yeah, yesterday, mm-hmm. we are now involved in player sponsorship. We sponsor a player who plays for Laird Camel. We sponsor one of their midfielders. Mike Furlong. Mike Furlong. Um, I believe he's like one of the greatest players of all time. We, 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 With no evidence to dictate the contrary. An unsung hero of minor league football. I believe so, yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll so take that. They are in, the, I think, the sixth tier of English football, so they're a long way from the top. Yeah, but, but they're, they're a small local team. Yeah, support, you know, support the minerals. Especially with this year, with, with this week, with um, uh, football club Bury going under, they went, yeah. and if they went under, Bolton almost went into administration as well. So support, a nice, feel nice to support a local grassroots football team. I think when, when you first told me I mocked you, I did, I was, I was harsh with it, um, but on reflection and thinking more and more about it throughout. Is this a good thing you've done? It's nice, man. It's nice. I'm very happy with it. And we've already had a, a wee tweet from, from the Twitter. We've got lots of new followers on Twitter because of it. Um, yeah, and I, I believe their fan base on Twitter is in the region of 7,000, which is probably about 6,900 more than us. Possibly, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, well done. We'll, you, we'll be um, in the match day programme. There you go, yeah. Maybe it's the movie. Yes. And, and we own a football player. Does that mean I can get them to do stuff for me? I mean, I assume that I only assume that's what we can do for me. I could be like, my house needs cleaned. Yes. Can you. On your day off, come up and sort my house out. I think that. there's no reason why that should not be allowed. Well, you know, um, we, we bought him. He's we ours. bought him this season, he is ours. <laughs> Mike Furlong, be honest. He has scored one goal this season already. There you go, and the season only started, hasn't it? It's only the four games, isn't it? Yeah, so, um, so, yeah, we have, I think we've got a chance. I think this might be the guy who will lead this team to glory. You, th- you think so? Our, our, our boy Mike is, is going to do it. Our Mike is going to do it, and I'm very proud to have him with our name on him. Well um, done, you, sir. I'm, I'm impressed. And this week, just for anyone who's interested, they're playing in sort of like the minor FA Cup. Um, and they will be playing a team who I should go and see them play this team because this team are called Sharnock Richard. So you've got the Lairds playing Richard. Richard, okay, yeah. I, really, I should be at this game. I'm not at this game. <laughs> <laughs> but I will be in the Liverpool, the Liverpool area 
in February. So hopefully in that time I can you can pop in and see them. Pop see again. You I'm in Manchester. So you could maybe meet your man. Be like, you can meet my man. I'm, I'm right. I bought you. They play all over the northwest of yeah. England. So hopefully I'm in Manchester. Hopefully that time. Hopefully they're playing somewhere within an hour drive. Don't thereabouts. That'd be cool. Have a good time. Cool. We can do but, that. So, uh, uh, very commendable. <laughs> well done. It, I, I did mock you and I, I recant everything I said. You have done a good thing. So I a think so wonderful too. thing. Well maybe done. next year we can get an open light player on the books. That'd be nice. Oh, possibly. Possibly. I, I was thinking, you know, I'm thinking if we're going to sponsor someone, I was thinking Dwayne Johnson, but, you know. I'm I think I don't think the money we're spending on Mike Fogelman will go towards Dwayne Johnson. I might buy one of Dwayne Johnson's toenail clippings or something. Maybe toenail clippings. Yeah. Yeah, Sponsors by Dwayne Johnson's toenail clippings. That would probably clipping. get a good, a good bump, would be fair, you know. <laughs> I think so. I just that name tag alone. But no, well mm. done, sir. So, yeah, we're, we're now officially sponsors of. A football player. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and hope. Good luck to the camels and our camel lords in the, in the season. Yeah, uh, yeah, Blaze, 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 Blaze Yes, absolutely, <laughs> for the three beers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what can you say there? Yes. Um, what are you drinking tonight? Um, oh, I'm uh, being very predictable and drinking cold town lager. You need to sort of... Which I ordered all by myself. Well done. Yes, without mixing it up with paleo, which I don't like. You need to start branching out. I will diversify soon. Yeah. Um, I'm playing it safe. Plus I'm very poor just now because I've had kids' birthdays to pay for and everything. So I am pretty much ever football player has more money than me just out. <laughs> so, yeah. Three beers can't show it on something else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm on Yeasty Boys. Um, oh, that uh, sounds like a vaginal infection. It does a little you bit, have yes. fun with that. I'm having that. Sorry, Joe, you're eating. I apologise. So, Yeasty Boys is the brewer and the beer is called Big Mouth. It's a very nice session IPA. It's, 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 it's very suggestive. It's I think I kind of think you buy because the name is quite funny, but yeah. uh, the way you drink it, you're literally what? This is nice. It's nice, yeah. And I've seen them in like um, in cans, a few places, like in Tesco sales. I've seen it before as well. Yeah, it's very pretty, colourful can as well. Yes, yeah, I've seen it that. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think where they come from. I'm checking this now. I'm going to say Jamaican. I don't think they're Jamaican. I think well, they've got a Jamaican name. <laughs> from, they're from the from the from somewhere in the UK. Wellington based. So in New Zealand. New Zealand. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Independent brewing company from Wellington, New Zealand, Stu McKinley and Sam Podsineski. Started in 2008. The brewer's name is the play on the band, the Beastie Boys, if anyone didn't know oh, that. Oh, well, actually, I just... I went Jamaican. You went Jamaican? Well, I don't know, Beastie Boys, Yardy Boys, I just went Jamaican with Oh, it's so much closer to the Beastie Boys show. Right? Well, I'd obviously my train of thought is not as... Broad as it should be. It should be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah so I'm drinking that, we're drinking the cold. And I'm drinking it, which is nice. I do like the cold. Have you watched anything at home of late? Still community. I am still fucking blazing my way through community. Um, we're on uh, season five and we're about halfway through it. So I'm, I'm nearly done, but I'm kind of I'm getting that. You now you get the impression when you're enjoying something so much. Yes. And the end in sight, and you kind of don't want to get to the end because then that's going to be done. Oh. I'm starting to feel that, and I'm like, I don't want it. And I know this season's not going to be as strong as it was, but it's still a kick in the ass off most things that you would still see. So I'm very kind of worried about, about ending it. Yeah. Well, feel a lot of it better than we discussed in the last couple of episodes. The final few seasons are weaker, so. It's a, it's a it's a soft landing. Yeah. It's, yeah. It doesn't feel like it's something ripped. Like when I, when I finished watching Parts and Wreck, I feel like something's a little bit ripped. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, I was loving that so much. This is a bit. You feel a bit, it's a bit softer, you feel it's a bit nicer, you're, yeah. you're okay with it. Okay. Happy with it. Um, another thing, I've been dipping my toes into a wee bit because Lorraine's been watching it is um, Shit's Creek. Now, Shit's Creek, I heard it and I thought it was like a funny name. Yeah. But apparently it's much like Parks and Rec, what people have told me. In the first season, everyone is very unlikable and it doesn't like off, off the ground. Mm-hmm. When you hit the second season, apparently, it's much nicer. Yeah. The characters are much nicer, the show is much better. 
and it's getting rave reviews. It's very funny. Uh-huh. Um, it, the, the jokes are quite it's quite caustic at times. Uh-huh. Doesn't really pull much in the way of punches. And yeah. a few like, oh shit, you know, you went there with that. But I've only watched Lorraine's on in the second season. I've maybe dipped in and out of a few episodes as she's uh-huh. watching it, and it's actually because it's Canadian. Yeah, yeah. And I think for the first time it's been nominated for like either a grant uh, I mean, insane, um, like a Globe or something. Yeah. But nominated for that, the first time it's been nominated for that, and well. people have been pushing for this for a long time because it is a very clever, very well done show. Yeah, it is. And it's got a, a lot of levies in it, but none of them are related to Zach Levy, which I, did. I just assumed with that name. Who's Zach Levy? Zach, the guy that done um, What's his face? Shazam. Boom. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I, I also assume Eugene Levy exactly with one of the same family related. as well. No, there's, two, there's a father and son in Shit's Creek, the dads, and the son played the dad and the son in the show uh-huh, as well. Right. Um, and I just assumed the exact same as you, and I was looking up and I was like, oh, they're, they're not. And when I that, I just thought, yeah, it's Levy's right. Levy's. You're going to be fucking Scarlet Scarlet. You know, yeah, they're all the same. Aye, but no. Because that Levy's not in this. No, no, he's not connected to the two Levy's that are. Oh, so, are the two Levy's that are connected to each other? Father and son. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's, it's Eugene Levy and his son? Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. okay, cool. But, um, yeah, watch it. It's good. You've enjoyed it a lot. What's the basic premise of Shit's Creek? Um, it's um, the mum's a movie star, the dad's. I think he's maybe a producer or something in Hollywood. Um, through some very bad business banking or whatever, and they lose all their money, mm. um, and they're bequeathed this town called Shit's Creek. Okay. So they own this town, but the town is the most fucking backwards place you can ever imagine. They need to go live in the town, mingle with locals and farmers and stuff like that. Obviously, they're from Hollywood. They're rich. Like they're the Doc Hollywood type thing. Yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, you know, the kind of sons, like kind of, you know. Tantrums all the time, the daughter's confused about, you know, calling lovely people that she wouldn't normally associate with. The mum can't let go of her kind of fame, you know, she was like a kind of dynasty soap opera back in the day and stuff like that. So it's just like that, and they basically need to try and make this town profitable so they can sell it and get back to their rich list. Alright, cool. As over the course of the show, I'm guessing they fall in love with the town and it becomes hard and hard to sell it. Uh, not yet, but I'd imagine that's the end game. Okay. Um, that's my home viewings. Um, well, I'm still watching The Office. I think once I finish The Office, I'm going to move on to Shit's Creek because I just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I'm also watching When Jill's Not Around because she doesn't like it. I'm watching Archer, season 10. I uh, can see why Jill wouldn't like it. Archer, it's, season 10 is very It's funny. crass. So. It's very crass. <laughs> yeah. um, you said you didn't like it that much. So I didn't like it. I only watched one or two, and it just never hit straight away. And I, I'm not thing. a patient person. I mean, stuff it, it doesn't hit you early. You will lose interest. Yeah. In it. Whereas it hit, when I first saw the first season, it was insanely funny. That got me. I think yeah. And it much this is much the same. If you're a fan of Archer, you enjoy it immensely. If you're, it's, it's, if you're not a fan of Archer, this is not the place to jump in. Yeah, don't don't do it. There's too many references to previous things and stuff like that. If you don't remember the show, yeah. you trouble with it. I think it's weird that how things stick and don't. It's like, um, I'd, I'd recommended Community to my brother Andy, and he's, he's kind of a similar uh-huh. vein, uh, you know, like kind of pop culture to us. And he, he watched the first couple, and he was like, "I don't, I don't get it." Don't like whereas, that. whereas the first episode of Community, I was like, "Wow!" Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. it just you know, stonewalled me, and I was like, "This is amazing." Um, yeah. It's kind of weird how some things just, you know, you got to try. I just things just straight away and other things are just like, I don't, I don't get it. Aye. No, I'm sorry. It's, it's weird. It's, yeah. it's odd how some things do actually just sort of... Oh. And how things can stick with the mass audience. Oh. Like, I know people are loving like Peaky Blinders. I think I watched half the episode of Peaky Blinders once. And didn't... Didn't vibe them, but yeah. people are massive on it. Yeah. Huge on it. Like, yeah. Which, are, which I get. Um, yeah. Even Game of Thrones. People love Game of Thrones. I watch them, but I see it as just... It's, it's, it's fine. It's an okay show. I'm just not... I'm certainly not staying up at two in the morning to watch live episodes of it or anything. Oh, just we slight garden path, okay. if you don't mind. Um I noticed you'd put up 
post on about uh, Walking Dead. The uh, if they wrapped it, the comic book. Comic book finished. Is it done? I thought it was. I thought the idea was that it was. Apparently, the um, Kirkman and the artist had the idea to finish it about three years ago, yeah. and it built towards this, but didn't tell anyone. Right. So basically, issue 194 came out, and back on issue 194, it says this is the end. A big, you know, a thank you and a reason why from Kirkman. So it's ended on his own terms, not because not because of pressures from the industry. Cause that, this thing could have went for. You know, Forever, Forever, which yeah. was uh, the whole premise. Um, like, you know, it's everyday life. I've it, not read it. It's the final issue yet, but I think there's something so beautifully fitting about The Walking Dead just ending like that because that's what happened in the comic. People just come and go, and characters who fall in love with leave very quickly, yeah, and yeah. without without even ceremony. Sometimes just sort of yeah, gone, and there and gone. Sure. And then you just leave, just ending is something I think very suitable to the so genre. Without spoilers, if anyone's reading it, there's no conclusion. There is, a, there is a conclusion. I've not read the conclusion yet, so I don't know. Right. I'm, 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 it's winding up towards. There is, and there is a conclusion in the end that explains what it is. Not necessarily what the zombie book, and there's no indication that the zombie book is finished. Yeah. yeah. Just that story of those characters has reached its final place. Cool. Yeah. I was just, I was just surprised, because I didn't know at all until you posted, and I was like, oh. That it's done. And I've been reading this thing for 15 years. Yeah, you've been, you've been on it since, or you were on it before it was even. I can whisper a popularity. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so I've been looking for a long time. So it's really quite sad when I picked up the last issue and I'm like, oh, this is... Oh. So I bought the, the final big compendium issue and I bought the final 140, 194 oh. issue just out of me. Oh. Yeah, so it's a very Goodbye, satisfying. Walking Dead comic book. And if you watch the show and you haven't read the comic books, read, watch, read, the, read comic the comic books. books yeah, yeah. They're, they're far, far superior. Not to detract from the show, but, you know, they, they do... Yeah, different spin. Different they, spin they, yeah. differences as well. First season is pretty much comic books. First few episodes. Yeah, then yeah. After that, it goes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, read the comic books if you've got a chance. Definitely good watching. Good. And we've got some movies. So mm. first couple I've seen, you've not seen. So we'll be going through them quickly, quickly, quickly. And um, first one is a TV movie. It's out now. It's on. It's on HBO in America. It's on EM. Sky Atlantic over here. So that kind of channel, AMC, HBO, something like that. It's called Fahrenheit Four Five One. Um, directed by Ramin Barani, who had written a film called 99 Homes a few years ago, which is a really good sort of film about the mortgage crisis. People getting homes taken off them. Is that the one with Michael Shannon? Michael Shannon. I've never seen it, mind you, reading Garfield. about it. You yeah, enjoyed it. Good film. Yeah. And also a film called Chop Shop, really interesting as well. Um, so, it's based on the book, Far Night 5451. Which was also a movie in, uh, what did you say, 70s? 70s, yeah, yeah. 70s, I think. Um, by Ray Bradbury. Yep. Um, the story is very simple. It follows firefighters who are now are tasked with destroying books yep. rather than putting out fires, and that's and it's the idea that they destroy these things that could in any way incite the population into any sort of free thought. Dystopian as fuck. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what it is. And the film, you've got Michael B. Jordan playing on the fireman, you've got Michael Shannon playing on the fireman as well. Oh, Michael, a double Michael. Double Michael. Uh, you get Sophie Batella is in it as well. She plays sort of a resistance. She's in a lot. She's popular, isn't she? She's in the Mummy, she's in yeah. Kingsman, stuff yeah. like that. She's yeah. a popular she's around, yeah. And you get Lily Singh, who's in Bad Mob, and she's also in a film, a really bad film called Breakaway, the Hockey Musical, which is so awful I would insist you watch it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lily Singh, she's in that. So. I'm a big fan of the book, and you said you've read the book as well. Um, not the book, I've seen the original movie, which was really good, really uh, good. and it's very well appreciated by critics, fans alike. Yeah, yeah. Um, this unfortunately doesn't hit me in the same way. The, 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 it's a retelling of the classic, but it tries to update it for the social media aspect, you know, the idea of, you know, that works go beyond just a book, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. But it just doesn't really capture any sort of interest in, in me when I was watching it. 
Um, it lacks, and I'll just say, like, it feels like it feels to me like a pile of a TV show. Well, like it takes so long to get on and get interesting that you feel like, oh, this would be where they'd cut it now, and I'd be like, that's that's a pretense for the show. Over yeah. there, ten episode like miniseries. Yeah. But then because they do that, they kind of rush towards the conclusion in the final 20, 25 right. minutes. It feels like that would be spent a fucking long time. To rush get, to get yeah. to where you're going. So, so it's weird though because with that cast, it, it shouldn't feel like a TV movie. No, it definitely that. shouldn't. And the cast are working hard, but yeah. they, they, don't, they don't spark off each other. Right. And yeah. both Michael B. Jordan and Michael Shannon both excellent actors. There's no mm. question. Yeah. But sometimes yeah. chemistry just that doesn't. It's not there. I didn't have enough time in rehearsal to get that going. Maybe the direction wasn't there. I don't know what the reason was. No. But it just seems that it does feel like two people who don't know each other talking and are supposed to be very close in the film and it's that once that doesn't spark he's like I'm, I'm just going to lose oh, interest in most of the heart of it um, um, really connects the, week, the script is a lot weaker than it deserves being again yeah. try, trying to raise uh, it the, the original novel was it a short story like, I think it was, was that a film yeah. yeah I don't think I think it's a novella yeah, yeah. yeah so the ideas are still there but just, it just it feels a bit of a loss is it is it because we do live in an age now where I'm saying this is Jill's reading a book, yeah. a paper where, where paper books are, you know, they're, they're no longer the only medium. Um, is is that a factor? No, I think one factor is I, I think possibly, but I think the bigger thing is I don't know if it's maybe the idea of like sort of government oppression and things like that is almost too close right now. Right. Okay. That okay. To try and, and almost do this, it seems like it's it's too close to what's happening. And, even in Britain to the extent right now yeah, it's happening yeah. that it's hard to watch I'd rather it be sort of like oh my god that's a, such a dystopian future it's like no that's kind uh, of uh, yeah that's a, you know they're pretty sure read this in the news last yeah, week yeah I think yeah. what's now you know yeah. the governments are doing that so it become that it's, it's, imagine I mean you first come out of the 1970s that it felt like in Britain that wasn't an issue idea of a government yeah. pushing down and you that and saying you can't read something well probably the desert well yeah. and it felt more of a distant future this doesn't feel unfortunately too distant it unfortunately quite well this could be Trump's America or Britain, Britain, Johnson's Britain, 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 Britain yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh. but thinking that I thought maybe it could latch on to the sort of be more of a satirical not satirical but sort of maybe more of a, a mirror up to side like Black Mirror does yeah, in a great yeah. way but this never really does it never that. catches it never catches on um, another wee trail down another wee gap so Michael B. Jordan um, oh. what I find really weird right is he plays um, he's Creed yes. yeah? yeah do you not think it's really weird that he plays a boxer but the man has no chin that really freaks me out. It, honestly, it does. Cause I'm sure that, that's a perfect boxer. I don't know. I don't think so. Because uh, I think if you take without a chin, you take a hit there. That's going to that's just going to cave. It freaks me out whenever I watch him. Like he doesn't. He, but boxers don't aim for the face. What time? They're not aim for the body. That's well, yeah, but down. still, do you want? You know, do you imagine a boxer? You, you want? You know? No, but they shouldn't get too big a chin. Like you go Bruce Campbell. No, style. not a big chin, but you want a chin? Just a chin. It freaks me out. It just don't have a chin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a big, yeah, big dimple chin. But I just find it weird that the man has no chin. Watch next time you see him on the screen watching. Does Danilo have a chin? He's got a boxer. Yeah, he's got a chin as well. Yeah, but Michael, he, he does have, he's no yeah, chin. His body does sort of go from it, like it just, neck. Yeah, 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 it's very freaky. It, it just whenever you see him boxing, you're like, that, that just doesn't. It freaks me. Maybe that's just weird. That's I'm yeah. probably offended boxing. Of all, of all the things to notice about a man, that's not the weird Well, you know, again, yeah. I've got a small brain, it picks in small things. Yeah. <laughs> Far like four, four, five, one, I'm giving five out of ten. Oh, okay. Uh, well, for TV, if it was a TV, yeah, TV movie, I get. Yeah, I guess. You know, I, if I went to cinema, I'd be disappointed by it. Yeah. In the house, I'd be disappointed by it, but not as disappointed by it. I've been watching it. Uh, okay. You know. Cool. Um, next I'm film, not going to watch it. You're not going to watch it. Oh. 
cinematic release is still out in the cinema a bit for a while because it is probably one of the bigger releases of late. It is Angel Has Fallen, um, directed by Rick Roman Waugh, which is a really good sounding name, um, who directed Snitch, the one with The Rock, remember? The Rock, drug dealer. He's right here with his son, who, The Rock's, he's I've a not truck seen driver. That. Yeah, I know the one you mean, but I've not seen it. Very dark, very gritty. Rock tried to be a serious actor. Oh. Um, also, a film called Felon, which is pretty decent. It has Stephen Dorff in it. Who is a great little I like him. Yeah. Stephen Dorff is good. Played mostly because I played, but he's very good. Space truckers. And sp- oh, yeah, space truckers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, the plot <laughs> of this film is you've got uh, Mike Banning, uh, the hero of Olympus Has Fallen and London Has Fallen. This time, he has fallen. There's an attack on the president. Again. Again. <laughs> but this time he is blamed for it. And they use certain things that happen in his life as a reason to blame him for it. But he's suffering from some sort of PTSD, concussions, and sort of. He's at, he's at a low end. Again. Again. <laughs> um, and that's it. He be, and then it becomes a fugitive. He's got to try and clear his name to prove that he's not the guy killing, trying to kill the president. It's to prove who is trying to kill the president. Who's the president in this one? Morgan Freeman. Who was in the last ones? Boy, it was in. Yeah. Arnett Carp. Arnett Carp, he was yeah. the president yeah. in that one. Yeah. Uh, so why is he not president anymore? He, I think he... Was he the president in the last one? No, he, he, no Morgan Freeman was the vice president in the last one, so yeah. I'm, I'm assuming he can, he's not been elected to Morgan Freeman. Oh. Morgan Freeman's been president before. Has he? He's been back. Same person? Oh, that'd be oh, cool. That oh, is, oh, interesting. <laughs> uh, in the film, you get Gerard Butler playing Mike Banning, as he has done for the last three films. Uh, Morgan Freeman as a person. You've also got Piper Parabu, who is his wife. Yeah. Butler. She's a different wife, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, I think Gerard Butler's still fucked up and headed his record. His wife has changed. You've got Jenna Pinkett Smith playing an FBI agent. Um, Nick Nolte going full Nick Nolte as Mike Banning's dad. Yeah. Um, Lance Reddick pops up in it. Probably like Lance Reddick in most things. Um, Tim Blake Nelson as the new vice president okay. um, from Home Brothers films yep. and those yep. things and also Danny Houston so yeah. as he's always a bad guy he's, 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 he's got a bum rap on this the film it does exactly what it says in the trailer um, it, it, there's no plot surprises in this there's no as soon as Danny Houston walks on screen you know he's a bad guy there's no there's not even it's not even a spoiler to say that Danny Houston is a bad guy. guy. Yeah. Fucking obvious. Yeah. When Mullen, he's he's, he he's always a bad guy. Poor Danny is always a bad guy. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's recently, yeah, recently he's definitely a bad guy. Um, so you know he's a bad guy. So there's no surprise. So when you, try to, when you see Jared Butler trying to figure out who the bad guy is, you're going, Dude, it's him. Motherfucker, Danny Houston, we know this. <laughs> Everyone knows this. You're, you're the did, one person that doesn't. Two scenes, if you never did in those scenes, you go, Yeah, he's a bad guy. There's no question. <laughs> It does attempt to humanise the lead a little bit um, by giving him like, sort of like injuries. Like, like, one early scene in the film, he's at the doctors and the doctors say, like, you have to, whether you're doing stop because your body was to fall apart, you've got like bad knees, bad legs, bad back, head concussions, you know, this is not, you shouldn't be doing whatever you're doing. And you go, like, oh, this is interesting, it's music, then that like, you know, PTSD idea, yeah. you know, that a guy trying to deal with old age, yeah. or, or, or maturing age anyway, you know, and not being a superhero. Yeah. Unfortunately, after that scene, I completely forget he jumps that. out a window yeah. and he's fucking yeah, jumped by a car he's fucking car he's jumping on grenades he's fucking throwing everything about the place and you're going I thought you're supposed to like, not taking these but I thought like, this should have an effect on you so he's not like an effect on the way he goes he's hit by a grenade and he's like oh god damn it and then gets up and just runs again you know it's like so it's, inter- it's nice that you referenced it yeah. but then they just threw it away threw it away use it at some point <laughs> Um, some very very suspect CGI, like sort oh. of like you know the way you used to get on the blue screen, you can see the line around the people. Really? Like the black line. It's but like this has got a big budget, hasn't it's it? It's got a decent sized budget, so yeah, yeah. it's only a few shots like that in fairness, and they just, yeah. you are kind of going like, 
Oh, snaps off his. You get so bad it feels almost like sharp needle bad. Wow. You're like, oh shit, that's poor. Not, not good at um, all. They bring down a hospital in at one point, and it's a CGI hospital. They bring it down, and you're like, oh, I saw that in the dark night, they actually brought a hospital down, it looks so much cooler than that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I've seen this shit done. I'm real. Yeah. Um, they, come at, they cast are committed to it. They, are, they all seem to be having some fun in it. They're not phoning it in. But they are working with a very average to poor script. Yeah. You know? Um, and I'll give you, the only thing I will give it for it is it is marginally less racist than the previous two. Right. The last okay. two, it was like sort of, you know, people of brown skin origin doing bad shit. And this one, the bad guy, is of white skin and American. So you go like, oh, at least I've yeah. not made that a little bit more palpable. Um, if, you went, if you're working into this film, you're probably going to have known all of this in the first place. Yeah, I mean, if you've seen any of the other two... Oh. Prequels, prequels then yeah you, you know exactly what uh-huh. this film is because it's you know it's by the numbers action for, yeah. yeah so in that respect you're not going to get anything you don't expect and if you like those films which nothing against if you like those films like those films I actually quite enjoyed I think Olympus's film I thought it was quite dumb mm, yes idiotic enough to be enjoyable that was on with a fuck off joke yes it was really funny, really funny yeah, off joke, yeah, yeah that was yeah. so I, I kind of enjoyed that film for what did you see all did really like one film I thought that was a bit insane yeah. and this one probably put it in the middle between the two of them so you get what you expect for that reason if you like these kind of films go and see it if you don't like these films fucking avoid it the plague uh, you'll hate it. You'll, you'll, you'll hate it because you hate the other two, you'll hate this one. There's yeah. no chance of hating yeah. this one. Uniquely, if you like the first two, you'll like this one. Out of ten? Six. Oh, that's for, for an action flick. For, for a shit action flick, it's not bad. What frustrates me is um, I try so hard to, to not like Gerald Butler, and I can't help but like Gerald Butler. I don't know if it's just like a kind of you know a Scottish homeboy thing, but yeah. I, I do, you know, I'm like, he's terrible. And I don't want to like about when you watch him, you're like, ah, Jerry, get on it. I don't Jerry like Butler, any of these films really. I, think, I like 300. Yeah. For the madness of it. I, can't remember, I like the one he done with um, Ralph Fiennes, it was in uh, Corleonis, that one nice little Shakespearean one. I've not seen that, I know good. the one you mean here. But every time I hear Jerry Butler interviewed, I find him thoroughly entertaining. Yeah. He seems a funny, dirty ass guy. Seen him. Go, I could easily have a drink with that guy and chat with him. He seems really funny. He seems yeah. to enjoy life. I'm like, you know what? I like you. Yeah. Your films are, I don't like your films that much, but <laughs> I, I like, like you a yeah. lot. But you always go in thinking, oh, here we go, Jerry Butler. But then you're like, oh, Jerry, you did it again, Jerry. You're he does with minimal talent. He, he has got sort of minimal talent. Yeah. But, he, that. but he's very, he's, he is quite enigmatic on screen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but having Nick Nolte on screen together, the dialogue is pretty much indistinguishable. <laughs> you know, because Jerry's got quite a low timbre. Yes. Yeah. And Nick Nolte's got a timbre below hell itself. Oh, you know? yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> what, what, what did you yeah. say? I don't know what I said. You know, and, and he's, he is going to film Nick Nolte, like, sort of dishevelled. Like, holy fuck, Nick Nolte, like, what is happening to you? <laughs> um, so, it, yeah, literally, you listen to that in like, a cinema, the surround sounds. Yeah. You know, it fucking rumbles in place. So you have to watch this and say, like, you feel like you've got... It's like, you know, it's like when a band first come on stage and start playing those tuning the bass, yeah. it'll be like, holy crap, or the drum starts hitting. Um, so if you watch this like 4DX, you know, you look just may love it in the 4DX, you know. Oh, dear. So, but, anyway, yeah, six and a half, six out of ten, so okay. enjoy one of them. Next film is one that me and you both seems to be in compare and contrast. Um, and that film is Crawl. Crawl. Directed by Alexandra Azure. Yep. Who directed Hills of Eyes. Yes. I quite yeah. like the remake of that. I don't think I've, I, I've seen the original because yeah. um, I'm a massive horror fan but I don't know if I've actually seen I mean, is the remake the one where they kind of spear the shit on the, the spears and stuff like that yeah, yeah well maybe I have seen it it's good yeah, I, I, it I, I remember it I remember it you also said Horns which means you both like I enjoyed Horns yeah which is a shame I still don't understand why yeah. people don't like Horns because yeah. it's we love the book as well the yeah. book's great but the, the movie's quite 
takes a few liberties, but you've got to. But overall, I think yeah. the problem with Holland was that the, the book in our mind filled in a lot of gaps in the story, maybe in the film. Possibly, I think it's the same with Dark Tower as well. I think I got more from that than most people books. because I'm such a huge fan of the book. Yeah, yeah. yeah possibly. Um, you could be right. Also, you had Prana 3D. What? Prana 3D. Oh, right. Which was all right as well. Again, it's yeah. a proper B movie. Yeah. Okay, so he has got some kudos in the horror genre. He knows, he knows he's a B movie director, doesn't he? He's, he's, yeah. he's not aiming for the fucking stars, I don't exactly. think. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is produced by Sam Raimi, so yeah. that's usually an alcohol mark of serious quality. Yeah. I thought this one is very simple. Girl goes to find her dad during the hurricane. Um, she can't get in contact with him, she gets his house, she finds him, but unfortunately she finds him, the house has been overrun by alligators. Because you're beside an alligator farm, yes. apparently. Yep. Yep. Which is Florida, a hang of Florida. Absolutely, yeah. you don't doubt it. Don't doubt yeah, it yeah. Um, the film then proceeds to be a lot of alligator based problems, where you want to try and get past the alligators, under yes. the alligators, through the alligators, just get away from the alligators. And that's the film. It's a very simple plot, it's a very simple cast film. I mean, really, there's only like two actors in this. Yeah, there's kind of bit players, but they're there to get in by alligators. Yeah, they and they're be. around for, that's where they take a lot together, they've got 10 minutes of screen time uh, even, yeah. all to get all of them together. Yeah, yeah, time, yeah. 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 Um, so the main two actors in the film are Kaya Scudario. Scudario, yep. yep. And she's from Skins. She's from Skins. Skins, she's also from... Maze Runner. The Maze Runner movies. And Pirates, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Uh, I've seen it the other day on off mic. Um, fantastic actress. She, I think she's got a presence. She, she's yeah. watchable. Just She's got that... that Spark, you know, you just you're drawn to her on the screen. She reminds me very much of Deborah Ann Will from Daredevil and True Blood. Same look, similar, similar look, yeah, yeah. And yeah. also Barry Pepper is the dad. Yeah. He is in Green Miles, yeah. Also yeah. in Short Edge, uh, Shawshank, same with Ryan, same with Yeah. So, yeah, good actor, again. Um, after all, what do you think of this one? Um, it, it, it's a, it, 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 it knows what it is. So, yes. the running time's like 84 minutes, yes. so it does not labour at any time. Um, although, sometimes it felt laboured. And it's simply because you've got a formula of we're stuck in a house, there's alligators in the house. Take out your, your kind of in between scenes, you're probably looking at about 65 solid minutes at you in a house with alligators. You do get a bit like kind of you just done that. It's repetitive. There's you, only you, so many problems you can have with alligators in the yeah. house. So they do, it does seem like you get from one room to another, oh my god, there's more alligators, like how do you get by this room with alligators? Yeah. There's a repetitive nature to it. Yeah. Um, and that is heightened by some pretty silly character choices. Yeah, yeah every choice is yeah. 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 Can a person out from an alligator? Any horror film has got that moment you go, oh fuck, I just do this, you'll be fine. This has got about 10 of those women you go, fuck, dude, why yeah. you Yeah, don't, don't, yeah. Do don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. I thought it was solid. I thought it was a decent picture. Yeah, I mean, it was fun, and, and the, the gore was there, and the suspense was there, but yeah, just, I think, as I say, it, it is a limited situation, and you can only do so much with it before you think, yeah, but you just done that 20 minutes ago, you got your fucking arm half chewed off for doing that, and you're going to do it again. Yeah. Come on, Dad, think about it. Um, I was thinking, so I'm, I'm going to get mildly scientific here. Okay. Um, so I was thinking, because people get bit by alligators, yes. uh, and they survive, and I'm like, well, you know, so would you survive an alligator attack? And I'm thinking, yeah, you would, because I'm pretty sure there's people survive yeah, people do, yeah. Yeah, they, 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 they attack. And I was kind of... pretty big alligators on films. Yeah, um, and I was reading online, people like, oh, yeah, but when an alligator bites you, it would just rip your arm off. And I'm like, no, it wouldn't. No, no, no. no, no. Yeah, your arm. Well, in the water, possibly, because it'd bite you through the death row. But on land, you know, they'd kind of bite you. They make that point on land. They can only, yeah, they can only push and pull as well. You know, yeah. There's no kind of rolling about and stuff like that. So, no, I'm, 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 do you know what? I'm fairly confident that the injuries, you could survive. I mean... So you properly take on an alligator and all that, you know, I'm not willing to do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
what one burning thing I want to discuss with you because I wanted your opinion is um, CGI. Dodgy. At times it was, wasn't it? it, it sometimes it was great, and you were like, oh, yeah, I'll get a buy into it, and then sometimes you would just be taken right a out. Couple, a couple of the real kind of hero shot ones I thought were really dodgy. Like, see the scene when you see the alligator swimming up the great pipe? Or up the yeah. Like, yeah. Like, that looked very, very fake. Mm. You know, it's very much that's a studio. Yeah, yeah. You thought, yeah. oh my god, if you're going to do that one, make that one look good. The one where you see a flash of the last year, you know, I did like, um, I thought they used, I don't notice things like this very often when I do, I think that's why I think it's good. Right. The use of sounds, it's quite a lot, just like, incidental sounds was like, you'd hear music and then, you know, a kind of alligator rumbling mixed in with it, right. but not from an alligator, this is before the alligators come into the movie. Yeah. So, it's, you know, it's setting the scene, you know, so you hear like, this kind of rumble and you're like, that fucking sounds like a kind of growl, and it's, yeah. you know, before anything kind of bad kicks off. And I really liked that. It was subtle, oh, just, just kind of you know getting under your skin a wee bit with us, you know, and you kind of you start to know what that noise is, and then you start to oh fuck, you know, just alligators, shit, shit's happening. It's before they even bring them into it. So that was good. Yeah. Um, one of the problems I had with it, music was the same was good. One of the problems I had with it, see what good horror films do. I think they do really well. And good space horror films do as well. They they lay out a world early on, so be it a spaceship, be it a house, be it a town, yeah. you know where things are, you know where people have got to go. Mm. I never really got the geography of the yeah. of the basement. It was huge. It and was yeah. too, yeah, because, you know, it was taking her, like, you know, five minutes to get from one into the other, and oh. you're like, yeah, I have the same, actually. And the house as well, I don't, I don't know, like, I didn't really know the layout of the house, I'm yeah. like, where are you in this? And like, like, so the dad's shouting to her at one point, I'm going like, are you two minutes away? Are you, uh, are I, don't, you? I don't know, I, I absolutely got you. It just seemed to be you know, we need lots of rooms, um, confined spaces, and you know, it doesn't really matter as to how how they join together. Yeah, as long yeah. as you're in a, a confined room. Oh. Um, although one outstanding scene was the the bathroom scene. I, I thought that, yeah. was was very wow. Um, you know, um, and the, the, a dog was in it. I won't see where the dog lives or dies, but throughout the whole fucking movie, you. I can see for that dog. Yeah, there, there, there's there's always concern for the dog. Yeah. You know, well, the, the the big kind of thing that took you out of the movie was when they tried to do. Um, the human side of the film. The film it was poorly handled. Yeah, I thought when they tried to make, they set up a thing where it's like the, the dad and the daughter with a sort of tepid relationship, and the dad prefers the older daughter, yeah, yeah. sort of like has a better relationship with her, yeah. and maybe he forced her into being, being sort of like one of those helicopter parents, forcing daughter to do things, and she resents that a little bit. Yeah. I don't really explore that, and maybe either explore it properly with the film 10 minutes longer, or just don't explore it at all. Don't touch it at all. And yeah. you try and bring in a few things like, I didn't really see why they had to do the thing with the guy dropping the shot. No, yeah. Oh, the boat, I mean, the, the, the boat came there for yeah, the reason. I thought that was going somewhere. Yeah. Like, you know, I genuinely did, and then I was like, alright, okay, and again, not spoiling it, but you know, it's just like, well, that was an odd uh-huh. choice to put in there. But uh, it was just ham fisted, it was like in the most dire situation. You know, like they're up to their arses and water budding alligators, and they decide they have a heart to heart. You're right. like, oh, whoa, 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 don't, don't fucking do that. You know, right. get the, the bit when you get the phone. And she goes, right, there's pretty much one place in the whole place you can hide behind you to be safe. Yeah. But rather than going back to there, she actually said to dial the phone, like, three feet for alligator. Yeah. Going, Stuff like that. There's a silly, silly choice. There's a silly choice to make it even sillier. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, again, but horror movies aren't known for their, no. their small choices. They're known for their, their gore and their, their threat and, and, you know, their fucking sustained horror. And it did have a lot of that. The gore in particular was well done. Pretty good, yeah. There was quite a few, like, the leg part, which was just like, oh. Um, nasty. 
the bites you could you know you, 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 you kind of record in your seat yeah. a wee bit you know wherever you kind of snap your jaw you look yeah. oh you fucker you know yeah. it's, it's, there was one too many jump scares yeah, yeah, yeah they, they really kind of forced in, yeah. didn't they? Jump scares are just too cheap and using it. Um, yeah, you do all right. You do one well. You maybe got away with one in a film, yeah. but not seven or over and over and over again. Um, I did like um, the the use of the reflective eyes. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool, you know, because it was always like just a wee kind of glint in the back, yeah. and you're like, oh yeah, big Bucket. fucking reptilian bastard. You're going to go and do something bad now. I would say if you're a fan of the film called The Shallows, a few years ago, the yeah. one with Blake Lively yeah. shot. Yeah. Yeah. It has a lot of DNA with that. Yeah. I think that done it slightly better. Yeah, I would agree with that actually. I, I, I would agree. Um, but it, it, this wasn't a bad film. It's not bad. If, it's you're enjoyable. A, if you're a horror fan, you go in, you'll have fun, you'll come out and, and you'll like it. Um, if you're not a horror fan, fucking stay away. Jesus Christ, stay the fuck away from But she, if it was a different girl in the lead role, I think yeah, it would have suffered for it. She gives, it, yeah, she gives it probably a lot more. Weight than, than yeah. it deserves, yeah. and she doesn't become the typical scheme queen. Yeah, no, she actually had a bit more weight to her. Yeah, yeah, um, you know, she's yeah, okay, strong. You know. She's a survivor. Survivor. Uh, she is woke. And um, what, what I want to know is when Sam going to do get behind the camera again and do some directing. Actually, I'd like to know that. Well. Um, he, he produces a lot, Sam. An awful lot, and it's all stuff like this. Was last time he was the boss. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that was. And he has still been the last, the best horror film in the last what, 10, 15 years. We've done him. Um, Drive Me to Hell. Drive Me to Hell was great, and then before that, Evil Dead. Which I have seen, but recently, Drive yeah, Me to Hell was the last horror direction, and it was phenomenal. Absolutely amazing, yeah. yeah. Um, so it'd be nice to see Sam. I'd, I'd really like to see Sam coming out and doing something. I think from what I've heard, Sam Raimi's got a lot of projects in the air, least they've never quite hit something, they've really come to fruition, and so on. I think he's it's a bit of a... I don't, I don't want to say genius, but you know, if, you're just, if you've got that much talent, there's just so much... It's. I, I know we don't like to talk about it anymore, because he's part of that Me Too movement, but... Uh, James Franco's similar. Yeah. With just so many ideas that none of her actually land. Because yeah. there's so many. Do you know what I mean? Like you're just juggling so much stuff that. Maybe is such an interesting, such a visually interesting director that yeah. it's really a shame not to have him directing movies. Absolutely. Um, yeah, he does things that, you know, whenever he does something, there's always stuff there that changes the, the kind yeah. of genre a wee bit, just a wee bit. It's a real yeah. shame. I mean, I don't think this is. I don't want to see him want to do Crawl, but I'd like to see yeah. him do. He does horror again, I'd love to see him do horror again. Yeah. But even. That Ash vs Evil Dead show was on TV. He'd done the first two, I think. I think he directed a couple, yeah. And you can tell the ones he was directing because it's infinitely better than anyone else. Just got that, you know, just, just, just camera shit, you're like, yeah, yeah. only Raymond really trying to do that. Yeah. Um, so it'd be nice, I'd love to see him coming back. I'd, I'd, back to Crawl, sorry. Um, <laughs> well, we've talked about Crawl, what do you want to give it a 10? Um, six and a half. I'm exactly the same, six and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, I, I, I had a really shitty day at work that day as well when I went to see it, and it was the perfect, you know, just kind of blow off from that. Yeah. Sat there, had a wheelie of time. A wheelie of time, I didn't have my heart. Um, with alligators, girl, to go. Um, but no, it's it solid enough, but fun. Fun. Uh, yeah. I think for a horror movie to score above seven has got to be something special, freaking exceptional anyway, which I'm hoping it too is going to be about the same thing. Um, up next, one me and you saw last night together. Yes, with big smiles very, all over. Very oddly, me and you saw this film together. You were there with your, your, your youngster. Yeah, I was taking my kid out for his, his birthday the weekend, and uh, I was taking him out for his birthday kinda, you know, afterwards, and he wanted to go and see a movie, so we went to see. Dora the Lost City of Gold. The Lost City. The Lost City. I think it's called Dora the Lost City of Gold. I think it's called Dora the Lost City of Gold. I think it's called Dora the Lost City of Gold. Listen, perfect. I went to see this by myself. Now you had a reason to do this. You were a child. Directed by James Bobbin, who directed the Muppets movie. 
um, Muppets Most Wanted as well, which I both enjoyed immensely. I thought they were very funny films. Yep. And also Alice Through the Looking Glass, which I didn't enjoy quite so, so much. So much, yeah. Uh, the plot of this film is very simple. Dora is leaving the jungle to go and study at high school yep. in this big city. Yep. Um, to, meet, to reunite with Diego, her, yep. her, her friend. Her cousin. Um, while she's there, she gets kidnapped and taken back to the jungle. Yep. To try and find the lost city of gold that Which our parents I, are looking for. Yes. Um, and they're using Dora as a little bait to try and find the parents and find the lost city of gold. Yeah. And it's her trying to survive the jungle with her four new friends who get caught up in the adventure with her. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, in the film, you've got Isabella Mona. Who I've never really seen her. Who she's in Instant Family. We saw that. She is an infectious little shit. Yeah. Is what she is. She's in that. She's in Transformers the last night. So she's a couple of things. Jeff Walby, Walberg, sorry, plays um, Diego, who is a Walberg cousin. Yes, I, I found that out on it as well. Yeah, yeah. He, has a, he has an actual bona fide Walberg. Yeah. Probably served burgers in a couple of years. He's Michael Pena. Playing the dad. Yes. You've got Evil Longoria playing the mum. Yes. And you've got Benicio del Toro playing Swiper. Swiper. Yes. yes. <laughs> I can't um, do it. Okay, we'll get there. This is this is I'm totally fault for this. I remember vaguely watching Dora when I was younger, but not I wasn't in the age group for it, but I remember watching it with releases and things like that. Yes. And I remember I remember getting quite enjoying it. Yeah. Um with me, my Are you kids, kids into it? But in a big way. So big way yeah. I've watched Dora a fucking lot. Mm. I mean I've watched I'm, I'm confidently going to say pretty much 90% of the episodes that, that, that are on here I've watched. You're in both of them. Um, and because it, it, you know, it's kind of survived the test of time, so my, my oldest I watched it with him. Uh-huh. My middle with her and the youngest with him as well. Right, okay. So I know Dora. You know I'm, Dora I'm fucking out. invested in the whole Dora universe. Okay. Yes, I am. Yeah. Um, this is a really good, fun film. <laughs> film. <laughs> yeah. Like, I really enjoyed it. This is the best film I've seen for a long time. I yeah. really dug it. It's, it's yeah. got that kind of, it's part Goonies, part George of the Jungle. Part Tomb Raider, part, part Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones, a little <laughs> bit of um, Jumanji in there as well. Yeah, um, yeah. It's all kind of wrapped up in a sort of like an ambling boat. Yeah. It feels very ambling. It, it does, yeah. yeah. Um, I think the cast are all fantastic. They are particularly Dora. So committed. Everyone just gives their whole to yeah. this. She, like I say, she's infectious. She, she, she plays it so straight, which well, what makes it work so yeah. much better. Not, there's no winks. There is. There's tons of the camera, like the TV show. It's so self-aware. But yeah, yeah but she plays it completely straight. Yeah, and she, she knows exactly but, how. It, it is brilliant. It's not in a cheesy sort of cynical no, way. It's not at all. Not at all. Thing. What I really loved, um, and again, let's go back to my knowledge of Dora. But um, the introduction, I'm not, it's not a spoiler for anyone, okay. you know, if you've listened to this, you're not a five-year-old fucking child. Um, but the introduction is basically Dora, the cartoon, oh. done perfectly. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like, wow, it was like the songs, backpack song, and I'm the math all that. Yeah. And I was just, you know, at that point, I was just beeped. So the first 90 seconds, we were both smiling. And again, it's just, it just, it, it, it had like Dora, the fucking cartoon, summed up. In oh. a live action movie, Adora, the Explorer. And fucking nuts, man. Think about what you get the first 90 seconds, you get the, to- the, the they establish a tone very quickly. Yeah, oh, so Jesus. you feel completely comfortable in that world. And it's like, you know, yeah. I'm, if you're willing to go for it, you're like, I am happy when you go with this. It oh, seems like a nice, absolutely. lovely film. The, uh, two standout moments, I don't know if you agree or not, was uh, Michael Pena. With a rave scene, the beatboxing, yes, and that, yeah. the quicksand with Alejandro. Yes, that's also funny. They, they just went for it, and oh. I mean, I was laughing, and oh. the kids were laughing, and Lorraine was laughing, and, looked, and you were, and we were all just like fucking howling, and I think they were just so committed to what, and they just fuck it, you know, like, let's do it, and it just worked in such a big, big, big way. 
<laughs> yeah, and like supporting cast all have the nice moments. Everyone's got a wee moment in the film, Aye. which I thought was good. Yeah. Um, the kids who are playing, well, you've got Diego, and Diego's a cousin. He's the cousin, yeah. Diego's he was cousin. Sob and um, the all three kids are like, uh, how to get the Who was the other nerd? Who was he? I've seen him and stuff before, but I can't think of seen him in. I've not even seen him later. I know who he is, but I don't know where from. But they all had little moments, little nice moments, and all, Absolutely. you know, yeah. and kind yeah. of stuff like that, you know. Um, let's get to some of the more interesting and sort of things we want to question about it, okay? Comfort. And it's a kids' film, so I don't want to be yeah. yeah. We are not the target audience no. for this film. Swiper. Swiper? No, Swiper's fucking genius. Right, no, here's the thing, right? Swiper appears at the start of the film yes. as a character that she knows. Yeah. Right? I don't she knows him, no. No, she knows it. She do, because the reference, they, they, they say to him, Swiper, no swiping. It's because he's swiping. Aha, right, I get that, right? At the very start of the film during the introduction, right? Oh, yeah, when she's a right. wee kid. Yes. When they're doing the Dora flashback, yes. you know, almost. Yeah. Right? Then Swiper turns up as an actual character in the film. Yeah. So, is Swiper real in this thing? Well, does it, can he really talk? Uh-huh. Can Boots really talk? <laughs> it seems like... Does anyone hear Swiper talk? I don't know. Does it matter? It, it does matter <laughs> because there was an element of... of Joyfulness, but also realism to it, right? The way they think this is a, this is Dora done in the real world, yeah. to an extent, right? Yeah. Then they bring in this sort of, then they bring in this like um, anthropomorphic fox, cartoon yeah. animal, disguised, who does look very cartoon in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, they do know it's real because they say that at one point. They go, "Why the fox got to wear a mask? Like, like you wouldn't forget a fox wearing a mask." It's just like, yeah. yeah. So they obviously see the fox, but that's they don't seem to question the idea that the fox is stealing shit. It's like this is normal in this world. But this when is every single other animal in the film is just a normal animal. Apart from Boots. Boots is still a monkey. He talks. Where's Boots? But does he talk? Well, does Swiper talk? Is Swiper a henchman dressed up as a fox? Ah, he's a tiny, he's, tiny he's, henchman. He's, <laughs> no, but maybe that's the protection. No, he's, he's not, but, you know, for, I don't... I, so you're saying this is what I have no, imagines? I have no idea. I just okay. fucking know I liked it. Um, I, I didn't dislike it, but I felt that Swiper's story, I, I did feel like it had to be there. What I really enjoyed was... Um, the Coral Voice of Swiper? That was good as that was well, good. yeah. <laughs> but Lorraine did never seen Dora, and she was like, so what's the deal with Swiper? And to summarise, if anyone hasn't seen Dora Explorer, Swiper's a fox that tries to steal things. Yeah. And but what, shit at it. But what you do to stop Swiper from stealing is you say, Swiper, no swiping, and Swiper goes, oh, man. And then it's a... That's it. There's no violence. <laughs> there's no go to your room. There's no... There's nothing. It's just like, stop it, Swiper. And it's like, okay. And, and it's just fucking so stupidly sweet. Them. It's like, it I love it. It's just like, Swiper, no swiping. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm, like, if, you, if you catch him, he stops. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah, it's like, you know, okay, I'll stop that. I'm an asshole. I'll go away. It's fucking beautiful just how they did it. You know I mean? It's just... Swiper, no swipe, and just the whole Hannah Barbera in the song. It was very Hannah Barbera, yeah. Like it's a cartoon animal yeah. fox. It felt very, it felt, <laughs> it felt like it belonged in the world it was in. That's Which is weird because, yeah. as you say, it's a real world situation, but then this fox, and at no point, maybe afterwards, but during the, did you stop and think, I don't know, you just, you're like, fuck it, why not? I'm, I'm in for this. I, I, in the film, I'm going to go, this is a bit weird, it's a bit pointless. Oh, no, I was, I was, you're in, you're okay. <laughs> oh, I mean, I get why they had it in, because he's a, he's a he, he's, he's the main antagonist in the Dora. But what was also really sweet was um, when they had uh, the trippy scene, where they went through anime, yeah. but all the kind of stuff in the background, like um, the grumpy old troll and the mountain winking, mm. that's all on the show, so for right. me I was just like, pure, oh, like overloads, you know what I mean? Yeah, that, you know, I was just, wow. 
Well, fucking, I, 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 Jesus Christ, I like this movie. You probably like it a lot. more than. <laughs> probably, probably more than the kid enjoyed it. Maybe. Um, I think so. CGI was a little bit dodgy at times. And now and again it was. Um, Storylines were a bit. Like, the, the, how she stops the big bad at the end, I didn't really understand. The water thing? No, the, the statue and the altar thing is, is like. Yeah. Hey, the point is, it takes some weird turns and stuff. Oh, yeah, the story, absolutely. The story doesn't really make but any again, sense. But again, we're not the target audience. No, it doesn't have true. to. If you're just nine years old, the story does not fucking matter. That's very true, though. I don't disagree with that. Um, but overall, I, I, like I said, I had a lot of fun with it. I enjoyed it. I gave yeah. it a laugh. I, I felt happy watching it. It's said to the waste of time. Like I said, I'm a huge fan of the Amblin films that happened. You know, Spielberg was a big fan yeah. of it. You know, I'm a big fan of those films. And this felt like a sort of a complete, you know, something that's been inspired by them. Yeah. It's been wrapped up in them and, and sort of it's trying to um, uh, embrace those as well. And I think that was a really nice. That, I think, was what got myself and you into it. Maybe not you, but me into it. Dora, I'm periphery. You maybe got more from Dora because you like yeah. Dora. Yeah. Um, that, that sounds so bad. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's, it's the ambleness nature that really yeah. dragged me into it. Um, yeah. So, out of 10. Um, just quickly before that, okay. so what, what's going to irk me about this is. Um, so at the moment, going from memory, I think Angel Has Fallen is currently grossing in the UK something like twenty eight million. Uh-huh. Dora is grossing something like four million. Right. Now I know you know that Dora should be. Yeah. And that that annoys I me. I think Dora's done well in America. I think Dora was much more American kiddie film. Show. I think it made it made inroads here to an extent. Yeah. I think it's big in America. I, I hope. I, I mean, it, it needs to. They built a universe that there's a sequel. There is absolutely a sequel there. Absolutely. Yeah, I would go and see it. You yes. know, and I think now that you've been introduced to it, you'd go and I'm, see I'm, it as I'm well. Definitely, yeah, I'm definitely. Um, and, it. You know, before we make, I said Jill should go and see it. Do you know what I mean? So already I'm like, go see it, go see Dora, yeah. go see Dora, and it's just a shame that you know, like something like, and not, not to detract from, yeah, you know, like fucking Angel has fallen, but. It is, you know, a throwaway popcorn flick with something like this. It's maybe a wee kind of slice of magic. It's, you know, it's just like wholesome, good fucking fun. And the whole thing over the credits, it's a dance number. It's just pure joy. That's what I totally, yeah. you know, you, 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 just, you, you, when do you ever sit and watch a fucking dance number at the end yeah. of something, do you know what I mean? With, with such fucking glee and... But the last thing you saw from this with that much glee we didn't expect was that one... What was one of the singers? Uh, Jen and the... Oh, yeah, Jaden Hodrams. Jaden Hodrams. Yeah. We really enjoyed that film. We thought we should enjoy yeah, that film. Yeah, it, it was did. I think we are... We've got... We're in touch with our... In our child. Yeah, I think yeah. we definitely have Definitely. Yeah. But what, I think what got this film was... It, the family thing was... and You were there. So there was three adults and a kid. Mm-hmm. And everyone had a fucking blast. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And do you know what? That That's a good movie. A movie that can do that is, is a good movie. Without um, really resorting to any real crudity. None at Beyond all. Beyond the fart joke. Fart and poo jokes, mm-hmm. which, you know, come on. It, it's, a, it, it's, it's just good, clean, wholesome fun. Yeah. And, you know, it's silly and it's nonsense, but, you know, it just leaves you just feeling a bit nicer about the fucking world. It, yeah. it's, it's just come out here and you're just a nicer person for it. Yeah, it's so. um, Solid 8 out of 10. Absolutely. 8 and a half, possibly. 7 and a half. Yeah. Enjoyed it immensely. Aye, absolutely, absolutely. Is it seen possibly the best film I've seen? And bear in mind, I've seen much Tarantino shit like that. Um, best film I've seen in a long time. Well, it felt like a good few months. I mean, that, that was the, the pinnacle. Well, so you can argue the filmmaking criteria and argue filmmaking critique, but it's like if yeah. you enjoy something, you can't. Yeah, if you enjoy, you enjoy it. And again, it may have been down to the fact that you know 
unexpectedly. I knew you were going to see it, but I don't know when you were there. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. so, it was, wasn't a plan meeting, you turned up as we were. Yeah. Kind of, so it's obviously kind of you, Lorraine, the kid was there as well. So maybe it's that whole thing where if you get the right mix of people with the right film, it only enhances. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was that, but you know, whatever, whatever it was, it's, it really resonated with me in a big way. And, um, yeah, it fed my inner child. Yeah. But you enjoyed it. <laughs> yes, um, it did. <laughs> We'll, 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 Caught a, a felon who the police used as a, as a source. Right. In terms of prison, to find that information and, and if they find out, they'll let him sort of his record be expunged and when the prison shit happens. So anyone in that? No. Joel Kinnaman, I think, in it. Okay, okay. Joe's alright, yeah. he's a good character. Uh, you've also got the Mustang, which I'm not really sure what it's about, to be honest, but it's out. It's got, I'm going to say, I'll find out what the Mustang's about. Um, I remember thinking it's on. Uh, is it Mustang the car or Mustang a horse? I. <laughs> Honestly, don't know. At this point in time. It's weird because there is like a couple of movies out, but they, they do seem to be like I have no idea what I, these movies are I'd or why. I've seen the trailer for the Informer. Yeah, but I hadn't seen the trailer for the Mustang. The Mustang is a story of Roman Coleman, a violent convict who, given the chance, because a rehabilitation therapy involving training of wild Mustang. So horses. There's a horse bomb. I don't so like horses. It's horse whisperer meets Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, I don't like horses. So I'm not okay. gonna. I'm not gonna. You've got uh, Matthias Schoenhardt in it. Bruce Dern. Connie Britton. As tempted as I am by that cast, still no horses. No, don't, no, I don't like horses. Uh, no. We also have Million Little Pieces as well. Again, what the hell is this? Educate me, sir. It is with Aaron Taylor Johnson and Charlie Hunnam. Uh, a young drug addict writer approaches the bottom of his descent and makes a two months of agonising detox at the treatment centre in Minnesota. This is her acting, isn't it? I do not want to see this. This is sort of like, it seems like, a, like from the probably I was made at roughly the same time as Beautiful Boy, the one with um, Steve Carell and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know the one you mean, no. yeah. The two of them, and it's sort of like maybe they decided to delay this release, hoping they can not get caught up in the same one that they, they, they are desperate to prove Charlie Hunnam as an actor, aren't they? they they'd really, you know, they, every now and again they'll throw him in there and give him a role, you know, he can act, he can act. And I, as much as I love Jacks from Sons of Anarchy, I've yet to be convinced by him as an actor. Lost at your Z. Good in that. Never seen it. Yeah. But beyond that, I'm with you. I'm not. Yeah, yeah, no, he's, yeah maybe, maybe he's got it in him. You know, I've seen it happen. Kind of actors, they go and then just boom, they get that role, and it just elevates them to, you it know, a different stage. Guys, who's he's got? He, he's realised now he's not a leading man in a, in a movie, and he's better in the sort of the B roles. Find your niche. Like he did the B role, the main role in the Rim. Then he did the stature. King Arthur, I think, will agree with pretty. Um, he's alright killing the men, he's going to be a bit part in that, he's in Triple Frontiers, a bit part in that, he's going to be in, well, Papillion's been out, but it's not going to trace. I say, Lost City is he, very enjoyable. Yeah. Crimson Peak, he was not bad in that talk, he's not playing the no, main role. No, he was like, awful in that, so. He's not playing the main role, I think he's, he's okay, but when he starts playing with sort of the title role in the film, but he survived on him, yeah. then I think there's an issue. That's all out next week. Tell me where to find us. Uh, three beers and a movie. Um, at Gmail, on Instagram, um, and on Facebook. And on the back of a player's jump up somewhere, maybe. I don't think we're about to jump up. We have got advertisement in the programme. I like to think he's got a tattoo of our logo on his back. I think if he'll do it, I think he should. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would. 
no, we wouldn't pay for him to do it. No, no, no we haven't got the money to do that, but we should no. do it anyway. Yeah, you should do it. Um, if you listen to his mic, three beers tattoo, all yours. Hopefully we've a good game on Saturday. Oh, yeah, and, and good luck to Camel Lairds, 1907. To give them yes. the full title, yes. FC. Yes. 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 I am learning, I am learning. I've been Colin, you've been Richard, and we've been. Three beers in a movie.